What's up, guys? Welcome back to Bariatric Confessions Podcast with your girl, Zipporah. So today, let's talk about the things I wish I knew before I had bariatric surgery. Okay, so here's the big question. How are bariatric people who want to build consistency, who work out, and who live a healthier lifestyle, how do we build long-term success and not regain weight post-weight loss surgery? That is the question, and this podcast is dedicated to figuring out the answer. Hi, my name is Zipporah, and welcome to the Bariatric Confessions Podcast. I wish I knew these three things before I had weight loss surgery. Not that it would have stopped me from having it, but just so I could like be, I guess, better educated while going through the process. So the number one thing I really wish I understood, like I was told, but I really, really wish I understood it. Like, you know, I really wish it was like, embedded in me somehow, you know, once it was told to me, but I really wish I took the pre-op diet, right? And the pre-approval phase seriously. So let me tell you what I did during the pre-approval phase. I didn't see it as a, um, like my insurance didn't have a, a lot of requirements. Okay. So they didn't require me to drop a whole bunch of weight or, um, you know, do all these backflips. It was pretty standard. You know, see a psychiatrist, see a um, a nutritionist like three times, I think it was over the course of like three months, um, like once a month. Um, obviously, see my surgeon, um, the cardiologist. It was it was really standard. It really was. So um, there wasn't a lot of like pressure, which is fine. I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I really wish I understood that the the pre-approval phase was really, um, to get me in check for after the surgery, like the things that the, uh, the nutritionist was telling me about eating specifically. I really wish I like heard her like, and I know it's, it's hard because at the time I wasn't, I didn't have surgery. I didn't have weight loss surgery. So, you know, I didn't have that knowledge, that experience. I only had her telling me what to do and my surgeon telling me what to do and, you know, suggesting or strongly recommending that I get used to life, you know, eating on a smaller plate and, you know, taking 30 minutes to eat and sipping my water or my drinks, um, doing away with, um, certain things. Um, I mean, I didn't drink soda, so that wasn't a struggle. I, I drank soda rarely. And that was because I grew up drinking soda like water, (laughs) Um, so when, as I became an adult, I just slowly kind of filter it out of my life. But, um, I really wish I took, especially the eating part and slowing down to eat seriously. I also wish like to incorporate that. I really wish I tracked my food because if I did that a year ago when I'm, I had uh, surgery 14 months ago. So if I did that 14 months ago, or even like, you know, two years ago, like when I started this whole thing, then this time, you know, in this year, 2022, I would be, you know, like a pro at it. I would be really good at it or I would be more consistent at it, but I wasn't consistent during a pre-op phase. So like, it's really a mental game. And if you are just like starting out and you're having, um, weight loss surgery, like you're in the pre-approval phase, my number one, my number one recommendation for you 
is to really take it seriously. Don't do it like me. I waited until um, I couldn't walk because I had um, my legs had got so swollen, you know, inflammation. And um, I couldn't even walk. My legs, my knee locked up on me. It was like this. I couldn't even move it. And um, that's when I started taking my journey seriously. So don't do that. Don't don't be like me. Be better than me. Learn from my stupid mistakes. <laughs> um, the second thing I wish um, I really like took a hold of is like not over preparing. So my husband had surgery before me. He had surgery in June of 2021 and I had mine in July of 2021. So I really wish like um, so like when he went through the you know, when he was going through, we had no idea what to expect. So, you know, I don't think we did too much preparation as far as like, you know, food or whatever. Um, my husband really don't cook. So, you know, um, I cook all the meals. So, uh, I think I kind of did his, um, his post-op diet with him and his pre-op, pre-op diet with him just a little, a little bit, but we didn't really know what to expect. He was honestly the guinea pig. (laughs) We, you know, we wasn't reading any labels. Like we just, we were just so ignorant. We were. But, um, when it came to my turn, I over-prepared, like I had all these like jello, I got a picture, um, of it, like, or a video, I think it is. Um, I over-prepared, I made all these like two ounce jello cups of, uh, liquid, uh, what was it? Jello and whatever soup. Um, just so some, if somebody, cause my husband had to go back to work. So if one of my kids who they were like eight, I think maybe eight or nine, and that was my oldest and my son was probably, uh, seven, maybe seven. Um, and then I had a little one, she was three. Um, but, um, my thought was that if I, if I couldn't move, you know, I couldn't do a lot of like getting up and getting down off the couch. Um, I was thinking about like when I had my C-sections and how rough it was to move. So my thought was if, um, my kids need to grab me something, um, then they can just grab it and I don't have to worry about measuring it or anything like that. So, um, that was my thought, but I overprepared a lot of, I, I don't know. I didn't have a small stomach yet, you know? So I didn't even understand that. Like I wasn't eating, like I wasn't hungry. I wasn't eating or, you know, drinking. Cause you know, that's what the, the diet is for a couple, couple weeks. Um, but you know, I really wasn't interested in food at all. By the time I was able to like move, move around, which was pretty much when I got to the puree phase, I was able to get up and, you know, do stuff myself. Um, but like a lot of the jello and the, and whatever else I put in the cups, the soup or whatever, the liquids I put in the, in the two ounce little containers, they went to waste. Like, because I just didn't, I couldn't eat them. And then by the time I moved to the next, the next stage, it was like, either, you know, continue eating jello or actually eat, you know, drink the protein. So you, you didn't have space for two, you know, for, for multiple things like you and it hurt to eat and drink. So, um, it, you, it just, it just went to waste. So over preparing was not necessary. Like I had this big Tupperware, this long Tupperware, and I just filled it all up and it was, I, it was all different kinds of jello and soups and, um, uh, protein, the, the clear protein, I, I put it in just so I can measure what I was, you know, taking in and make it easier for somebody to grab for me, but it was totally unnecessary. 
So I would definitely prepare less, you know, like, you know, don't, you know, you're not eating three times, you're eating three times a day, but you're not really going to be able to eat it, you know, because it's going to take you 30 minutes to get that little two ounce shot of jello in. So it takes you, it takes you 30 minutes to get the, the liquid in. It takes you 30, it, like when you first start off, it's, it's a really slow process because you're, you're in pain. And for me, it, it burnt. Like it, it burnt when I, when that food or that liquid hit my stomach for like the first two weeks. Cause I remember going to my two week follow-up with my doctor and I told him, I said, everything burns when it hits my stomach. And he said, basically you're pouring water on an open wound. And I said, Oh, okay. That makes sense. So like you don't want the food because it hurts. So prepare less is my suggestion. That's the second thing I wish I, I knew before I had weight loss surgery. And the last thing I wish, like I really understood um, it's really simple and I know everybody might not have this, but you, you need it somehow It's get help from family members, friends, or whoever it is. I, my sister, one of my sisters actually had to force <laughs> me to, um, let her daughter stay here. And I'm like, no, I'll be okay. Cause like I said, my husband had to go back to work cause he had surgery and we thought we like timed it correctly, but uh, he was, he was there for me when I had the surgery and maybe a day or two after, but we just didn't time it right. We, we didn't. And he couldn't take any more time off because it was like too late or HR. I, I don't really remember, but, um, but he, he had to go back to work. So I think, I think he ended up buying a, you know, getting maybe another week off or something. I, I can't remember, but it was, it was me and my three little ones. And, um, uh, my, my, one of my sisters was like, you know, her daughter who was 14 at the time. Um, she was like, she can stay with you. And I'm like, nah, I'll be okay. It was, it was much needed. And then she stayed for a week. And then my oldest sister had, um, her, her, her son, my nephew, who probably was 19. Cause I think he, he's in college. So he came and stayed and like, typically my nephews, um, will stay with me, you know, a week or so out of the year. And he actually, you know, came and stayed with me. Um, I think it was only a week. Yeah, I think it was only a week. So my niece stayed, ended up staying for two weeks and then my nephew stayed for one week. So I had two weeks um, of somebody being here to help me um, around the clock, like, you know, especially with the little kids and stuff like that. And um, I didn't think I needed it. Yes, I was mobile. I was moving around. I didn't think I needed it. You know, being a mom, I can do this. You know, I had three sex sections and stuff like that. Um, but that healing process is different. It's different. And um, um if you, if you can't have, like, if you don't have somebody to help you or you don't want loved ones to help you, then I recommend like hiring a nurse or something like that. Somebody to come in and help you, especially that first week, because, um, yes, you have to get up and move. You can't just sit there because the gas ain't going to move. And when you're drinking, it'll hurt anyway. Like, you know, so you got to get up and move, even if you're walking around in the house, but the activity just, it's just so painful. It's so painful to, you know, to just move around. So my recommendation is to get somebody to help you a couple hours a day or whatever, um, you know, to help you shop, you know, go, go grocery shopping. You know, you can't even imagine pushing a shopping cart and you just had, you know, major surgery like that. So, you know, just, you know, little things here and there, it would, um, it would help you if you had somebody in your house to help you, your mama, somebody like, um, like if you ever had a C-section, I, I remember, uh, or any type of major surgery like that. Um, I remember after I had my son, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know where my mind was. I think it was only like a week after I had him. 
maybe two weeks, but I'm not done behind with driving. After you have a C-section, you're not supposed to drive for eight weeks. Yeah, I think I think it's like eight weeks or something like that. And um, I'm done behind with driving. I went to the grocery store, which is not very far from here, maybe about two miles. And I went to the grocery store, pushing a shopping cart. I remember going for a walk. Like, a lot of people were here, and it was just, like, overwhelming. You know, they came to see my brand-new son, but it was just overwhelming, and it was a lot of little kids. All my nieces, nephews, they were so little at the time because this was, like, this was, like, nine years ago. And um, it was just, like, it was, like, overwhelming, and we live in a really small house, and everybody just seemed to come at one time, and it was just, like, overwhelming, and the kids was just, like, everywhere, and the parents, I remember the, I remember the parents not, like, like doing anything like with the kids like just send them outside or something but like I said they were really little and I just remember like okay come on you guys let's go for a walk and that was stupid because the walk hurt like it it was too soon this was a couple days after I had my son so it's kind of like the same thing like you think you you're you're your regular strong normal self and you're not you just you need time to recover so that like definitely having somebody in the house to help you um, to do whatever little things um, you you need them to do, just even if it's a couple hours a day, is definitely worth it. So um, those are the three major things that I wish I knew before I had weight, uh, weight loss surgery. Definitely number one was um, taking the pre-op um, phase and the pre and the, the pre-op diet seriously, because it's it's really about your mental um, doing the work mentally. That's what it's about. And like you really have to understand that because it's it's it's, it's it continues continues on after surgery. So you have to be able to like self discipline and um, really pull your mind in. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram, TikTok, or even in my Facebook group and let me know what you liked about this episode. Oh, and please, please rate and review my podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of Bariatric Confessions. I hope you have a very successful day.